In this presentation, we will discuss coordination with Pell Grants and other scholarships with regard to the lifetime learning credit. This information can be found in Publication 970. Coordination with Pell Grants and other scholarships. You may be able to increase your lifetime learning credit when the student, you, your spouse, or your dependent, someone on the actual tax return, includes certain scholarship or fellowship grants in the student's gross income. So in this case, we're talking about those situations when it might be beneficial to include the scholarship and fellowship grants in gross income, where typically they would not be because if they are, then they would be taxable. If they weren't, then they typically would not be back to the text. Your credit may be increased only if the amount of the student's qualified education expenses minus the total amount of scholarship and fellowship grants is less than 10000 And if this situation applies, consider including some or all of the scholarship fellowship grant in the student's income in order to treat the, treat the included amount as paying non-qualified expenses instead of qualified education expenses. Non-qualified expenses are expenses such as room and board that aren't qualified education expenses such as tuition-related fees. So what's the goal here? Well, if, if there's an, an ability for us to assign the payments to non-qualified expenses, and we might want to do so in some cases because then we'll have to include it in income. But by doing so, we'll get, we might be able to get the credit, which is typically possibly worth more. It would only work in certain situations. Scholarships and fellowship grants that the student includes in income don't reduce the student's qualified education expenses available to figure your lifetime learning credit. Thus, including enough of the scholarship or fellowship grant in the student's income to report up to, there's the key number, 10000 in qualified education expenses for your lifetime learning credit may increase the credit by enough to increase your tax refund or reduce the amount of tax you owe, even considering an increase in tax liability from the addition in income, from the additional income. So it's basically saying, hey, if, if you go over the $10,000, you might not get any ben more benefit from the credit. But up to $10,000, it might be beneficial then in terms of educational expenses to increase your income in order to increase the educational expenses up to that $10,000. Now, again, there's a lot of other factors that could be involved here. So it's good, whatever your situation is, to just kind of test this thing out if you have the tax, tax software to do so and, and you have the ability to uh, do this options then you could test different options uh, if you're within that range. Back to the text. However, the increase in tax liability as well as the loss of other tax credits may be greater than the additional lifetime learning credit and may cause your tax refund to decrease or the amount of tax you owe to increase. So there's other items, of course, that will be involved here is what they're saying. And when, when we get into these credits, especially if we're into like other kind of refundable credits, which are, include earned income credits and child tax credits, then all these kind of have a, have a interplay with regard to the earned income or income levels. And uh, so, uh, you, you know, obviously it's dependent on all these other types of things as to whether your total taxes would increase or decrease, which is why it would be nice to have tax software where you could just basically test these things out and see what works out best. Back to the text. Your specific circumstances will determine what amount, if any, of the scholarship or fellowship grant to include in income to maximize your tax refund or minimize the amount of tax owed.
The scholarship or fellowship grant must be one that may qualify as tax-free scholarship under the rules discussed in Chapter 1. Also, the scholarship or fellowship grant must be one that may, by its terms, be used for non-qualified expenses. So the scholarship or fellowship grant hopefully is uh, termed in such a way that you have an option. Back to the text. Finally, the amount of the scholarship or fellowship grant that is applied to non-qualified expenses can't exceed the amount of the student's actual non-qualified expenses that are paid in the tax year. This amount may differ from the student's living expenses estimated by the student's school in figuring the official cost of the attendance under student aid rules. The fact that the educational institution applies the scholarship or fellowship grant to qualified education expenses such as tuition and fees doesn't prevent the student from choosing to apply certain scholarship or fellowship grants to the student's actual non-qualified expenses. So note that what they're saying here is that if the if the grant is worded such that you could apply it towards qualified or non-qualified and therefore include it in income or not, then the fact that the school is applying it out in such a way doesn't necessarily prevent us from assigning it differently with regard to taxes uh, and therefore having different tax treatment as either taxable income or something that would be included for the calculation of the tax credit or non-taxable income that would not be included for calculations for the tax credit. So back to the text. By making this choice, that is by including the part of the scholarship or fellowship grant applied to the student's non-qualified expenses in income, the student may increase taxable income and may be required to file a tax return. But this allows payments made in cash by check, by credit or debit card, or with borrowed funds such as student loan to be applied to qualified education expenses. Example. No scholarship. Judy Green, 